Welcome to the Slice Podcast, brought to you by Jackfruit. Jackfruit brings you the latest shit you don't hear anywhere else. Hey, what's up, Nah? Welcome to Jackfruit, Nah. Welcome, everybody, to the Slice. My name is Chris, and we have DNR here. Yo. We are here in beautiful Cupertino, California, April 19th. It's a Sunday. We have a very special guest today, uh, Alan Z from the East Coast, from Atlanta, Georgia. Georgia. Woo. Welcome, my man. How you doing today? Good, man. Good to talk to you guys. Good so for uh, those that don't know, Alan is a singer, writer, artist, rapper from Atlanta, Georgia, and he's been in the game for quite a minute now. He just released some R&B, K-pop-ish kind of song. Tell me about that, Alan. Well, my, my new song, Blaming On Me, it's, like, um, it's kind of like an ode to my favorite era of R&B, like 90s R&B. So it's like a baby making record. It's Ooh. going on my um, my next project that I'm working on. So it's like half of it is like, it has a kind of like 90s R&B, like love making type of vibe. And then the, the other half is like more modern. It has like, my, like a rap verse on it. So it's like the best of both worlds. I'm like super excited about it because it like showcases my vocals in a really good way. Nice. How long have you been doing music now and how did you get into it? Well, I've been rapping since I was 12 and singing since I was 15, but I think I started seriously when I was like in college, like around 18. So like pretty long, you know what I'm saying? In terms of like, since my teenage years, I've made some strides, you know what I'm saying? Like I have music on like Netflix, like, you know, with the Rule Assassins. Um, You produce? I did some music for iZombie. Um, I did some stuff for like Fox Sports, Fuse. I've worked with like Raphael Shadik, Full Force, um, King Los. So yeah. and Raphael Shadik, wow. Do you produce your own music by any chance? I write all my own music, but um, I, I have producers like that send me stuff. Yeah, nice, nice. So um, we're gonna let's get into the topic of what's happening on, like, going on today in the world with all this racism and the xenophobia and all these attacks against Asians. Um, so uh, with what's going on today, uh, could you talk about like the normalization of racism towards Asians today? Yeah, like I think it's been going on for like quite some time, and this outbreak has just kind of been like blown that whole thing into, you know, out of proportion. And, and now it's in full effect because like, if you guys remember back before the coronavirus, like we were dealing with a lot of racism, but people didn't recognize it as racism when it came to Asian people. Like whenever Hollywood made fun of us, was when we were the punching bag, you know what I'm saying? We complained, they would just say, oh, it was just a joke, get over it. You know, mm-hmm. or like if something like an, an incident happens to us, one of us, then they say, oh, it was just an isolated incident, get over it. It's always a get over it type of thing. And so even with this whole virus that came about with a bunch of hate crimes and stuff like that, people like to justify it. You know what I'm saying? Instead of it being like a human thing where it's, it's fucked up, it's, it's fucked up and like we should all stand together, people make excuses. I think it's because we've been in the background for so long in terms of like this racial fight for injustice when it comes to like American equality that people are, are almost like shocked that we're even speaking up. You know, it's like, it's, for, to them, it's like almost like, how dare you? You know what I'm saying? Because we've been so docile in terms of our, our culture, but like the normalization came about because of like, just, I guess, how we're treated in America, which is second-class citizens, perpetual foreigners. And then on top of that, the model minority myth destroyed any like credence in terms of how we should stand up for ourselves. Because the whole idea of the model minority was to pit us against other minorities by saying, oh, Asians got it under control. They have, um, you know, they're so well off in the education. They got themselves handled. So when you, when you have that type of stereotype, when we have issues, people don't take it that seriously. You know what I'm saying? And that comes yeah. about with systemic racism. Because now you just normalized 
the fuck out of out of our struggles you know so how, how is it right now in the south you know georgia like uh, you know different states are like taking it differently right now especially you know the southern states how, how is it different in the southern states right now because california is pretty diverse and we have like everything mexicans indians blacks asians whites but i know i don't know how diverse it is in, in atlanta atlanta's pretty uh like i'd say it's predominantly black you know what i'm saying but there's a lot of white people here too i haven't stepped out the house for like a month i'm not gonna lie to you so i i can't really say about like a day-to-day you know what i'm saying because i've been yeah. self-isolating but i do see less um incidents here you know like there there was some like racism like some 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 fuckers like putting like the wuhan plague like a a, a button around town like basically like spreading like a lot of xenophobia and people are reporting it and like and taking it down but i haven't really like seen a lot of people like just fighting asians over this like i have, I have a friend who's um who owns like a like a chicken spot close mm-hmm. to my house and he's korean so i asked him and he said nothing has happened so far how about like asian restaurants or asian businesses you know chinese food thai food you know all that how about like how they like you know people still be ordering it's like yes and no you know what i'm saying like yeah. there's still some are still open but some are definitely you know are struggling because of this you know? yeah and I think a lot of it does come down to like people having these terrible like generalizations about Asian mm-hmm. people. It's like, oh, well, this happened in, in a foreign country in China. So let's boycott everything Asian. You know what I'm saying? It's like this yeah. stupid jump to conclusion that people do. Give me all your iPhones then if you want to boycott. <laughs> exactly. Like, oh, you don't like Asian people? Okay, give back toilet paper because guess what? That was invented in China. Yep. Everything. There's a, there's a couple of incidents here in California um, that's, that's happened a lot already. Right, like at like Target. Target, the Asian man with the cans. Yeah. So we're just kind of just comparing other states. H- have you always lived in Georgia? No, I actually moved around a lot. So um, I used to live in Maryland, um, Seattle, uh, England at one point when I was younger, Singapore. Where were you born? I was born in China. Okay. Oh, oh nice. So what? How old were you? Wait, so you went to Singapore? You went to China and then where? So I was born in China. I moved to England when I was four singapore when i was five and then i moved to the states when i was six i'm i'm you know i'm i'm, I'm a u.s citizen now but um i've just moved around a lot as a kid so i've seen i guess my experiences made me a lot more open-minded when it came to dealing with different types of people when people are very close-minded it kind of infuriates me because it's like they don't realize how much we all have in common in terms of our our trauma and our, our plight yeah. you know? people just need to travel more often you know and just really see the world because they're just so close-minded like what, what you say you know they haven't seen the world yet. I think when you start traveling more, you start opening up your mind and, you know, you see so many things that you don't see in the United mm-hmm. States, right? All right, Alan, so can you talk about some of the unresolved tension that's going on between Asians and other minorities? Yeah, definitely. I think it, it comes, it goes back to my original point about the modern minority, like, system that was implemented on us, you know what I'm saying? When that was created, I believe, like, in the early 20th century, it was pretty much used to combat the civil rights movement that was going on for African Americans. And, you know, and basically when white liberal media made the model minority, it was basically to say, well, Asian people are, are doing well, so you guys don't need our help. You, you guys need to just, you know, pull yourselves up by the bootstraps. So we were used as pretty much a decoy against other minority struggles even though that wasn't true because as you guys probably know it's like there's a variance of asian experiences like yeah there's maybe there's like a lot of asian educated scholars and whatever but there's also a lot of poor asian people like the experience of of being asian is not not just so monolithic 
with years of just like people not understanding us and thinking that we're quote unquote honorary whites and all that bullshit, other minorities don't even respect us the same. They don't see us like in togetherness with the black and brown. You know what I'm saying? They, they kind of yeah. separate us and say, oh, they're not one of us. And I think all of that like is, is just, it can be resolved with just dialogue. But because of the internet, people are so used to just being ignorant and just buying into this false misinformation about how people are that they don't realize that we're all soldiers of the same struggle. You know, even though our struggles are different, we're oppressed very similarly in terms of how our voices are silenced, how when we go through stuff, people like to downplay it. You know what I mean? And like, we're just treated like second class citizens. When you're not white, you're an other. You're categorized as a hyphen, Asian American, African American. If you're white, you're just American, you know? So, and and I, I think that tension, it's been kind of like hostile because there's so much misunderstanding. It's like, okay, so when Asians move into like, you know, poor neighborhoods or just, you know, just neighborhoods that aren't our own, right? And we go through discrimination, we develop a fear amongst other minorities because like, oh shit, this motherfucker, you know, he looks like someone who could have hurt me. You know what I'm saying? Like if you open up a liquor store in the hood and someone does something to you, you start to get guarded, you know? And so it's like you take those experiences and now you have this tension amongst other people. But then in the same token, if you are somebody who, let's say if you're African-American or Latino and you go to an Asian store and you start experiencing racism because let's say the storekeeper is suspicious of you and then he's walking around following you. Now you're like, oh, fuck Asians because this motherfucker is treating me like I'm a criminal. So now it's like when reality it's all just built up like prejudice. So it's like, it's not even like who's right. It's really just let's have a conversation. Let's, let's discuss yeah. why we are like this. We weren't always like this. You know, you look back in history we were all like, you know what I'm saying? We were all messed up because of colonialism, because of just oppression, you know? Yeah, we actually have a, a mutual friend that their dad owns a liquor store and he got shot and died a couple years back. And it's just crazy because these robberies and these, these break-ins keep happening. And it, it finally led to this point where the, the dad was like, I'm not going to take this shit no more from any of these guys. And, and then finally some guy came in, tried to rob him, and then he jumped in and, and stood his ground and bam they shot him so you know it's, it's it's messed up man and and it's so sad that you know yeah uh, i'm speechless though to this day one thing i want to say though is because i see a lot of comments from people saying asian people need to take accountability blah blah blah, blah. i think that goes for everyone bro like it's like if we have to take accountability for certain sentiments we hold against other communities it has to be a two-way street like everyone has to take accountability because this is not just Asian people doing shit. Like it's everyone, no matter what color you are, they have fucked up people in their communities. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I'm not singling anybody out. It's just, I'm just saying it, this needs to be addressed as a whole. We can't just be the only ones saying, oh yeah, we have issues with our communities. It's, it's, it's a two-way street, man. You know, and that's the only way we as humanity, as a humanity can get over whatever issues we have with each other. Uh, so the third question here. So a lot of people have been seeing Yellow Peril 2.0 a lot. Could you share us a little bit about the anti-Asian Western propaganda making a comeback with, you know, this current situation? Yeah. So um, a little, I guess a little background about Yellow Peril. It was like, I guess the propaganda that is Yellow Peril. Like when it was a thing, I believe like back in the day, the first time I think it appeared was like in the 1800s when people like authorities in Europe use this yellow peril propaganda to colonize China. So it was an excuse to basically say, 
well, these are savages, these are wild animals, so we might as well take take you know their shit because we know better. We're white, blah blah blah. And then the second incidence was with Japan, you know, during World War Two. So now Yellow Peril came about with, you know, oh look at these Japanese people, you know, they're doing this, blah blah blah. And so that drove the hate towards Japanese people. So now it's a with Yellow Peril, it's like this fear of the East, you know, the fear of us coming into the West. It's like this. They see us. As like a threat to, to this Western, you know, like civilization. And so now, if you look at like how people treat Asian people because of the coronavirus, it's like that xenophobia is blown up to a crazy. It's just crazy because like, how does it go from like one? Let's say like um, if it happened in Wuhan and it was because of like an isolated incident, how does it turn into all Asian people eat terrible food and now they're all to blame? It's just it's just a fear. Now it's like the fear Asian. It's like oh, I see comments like, should we just boycott all Asian stores, all Asian restaurants? Oh, they're nasty people. Blah blah blah. And it's like it's just fear mongering, and the media is allowing it. You know, it just that's really what you know I have to say about that. So right now,、um, what do you have to say about people gaslighting Asians and how we talk about when we talk about our struggles and what we've been through? I think it goes back to、um, what I was mentioning earlier, which was I don't know. People don't like to don't like to admit when Asian people are going through stuff because it, it it ties back into all the you know like the the being a perpetual foreigner. So they don't see us as equals in terms of being Americans. Going back to the modern minority myth, which goes back to thinking we have it, we have everything figured out. So. You know, fuck them. People, all right. Like, I'll give you an example. So, like,、mm. if somebody says, so, um, "Oh, look so, at," so, so, quick, real quick, when you say when you say people say Asians have it made up already or they got it going on, like, what what do you mean? They, you know, they they have the right parenting or they grew up with you know the right education or they have like great jobs or they know how to sustain themselves in in the society. Yeah. So all the all the above, like what you just said. So all of those. Qualities, basically, what they think of as like financially stable, as you know, just just having our shit together, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how we can't you can't fucking blame us for, ha- for, for、yeah. like we you know good nuclear homes and we we were brought built you know what I'm saying we we were brought up to really like high like you know achievements and stuff like that. You can't fault that. It's just、mm-hmm. that's how we were raised, you know. And um, so I I mean that to say like I feel like. I don't know. People don't have that same kind of sympathy, and that comes into social economic powers and social currency. Because, like, if you ever notice, like, social justice warriors, whenever they like fight for like a, a like a struggle or something like that, they always aim for struggles where they know they can gain attention and be the hero. So it's like LGBT community, right? So if something happens to them, they jump on it because they know that that's a quick way for them, them to get some followers. You know what I'm saying? Like other communities where it's more mainstream to, to fight for them, they'll do it. But then with Asian people, because we've always been kind of like in the background, and we've always been kind of misunderstood, you don't see a lot of those social justice warriors fighting for us. We're fighting for us. We're fighting、yes. for our own people. So when I say gaslighting, I mean people all the time will be like, "Well, you know, if you if you want if you want us to defend you, why don't you ever speak up for us? Well, would you do this? Would you do?" It's all these、uh-huh. excuses, bro. Like all this bullshit. It's like. Now is not the time to point the finger. It's like let's have a real dialogue when this shit is over. You complaining about what maybe one incident ha- that happened to you does not equate to you being a dick to a billion people. You know,、yeah. and people do that a lot with Asians. Like they treat us as if if one motherfucker fucks it up for all of us, we're all at fault. You know what I'm saying? It's so that's what I would say about it. So right now, what do you think are some solutions that we can put in place to start protecting people in our community, including like elderly people, women, and children? I think we just have to be more militant. I think we have to mobilize and be aware, and also like if we're if we have like loved ones who are let's say older or women or children, 
I think we gotta, you know, be there for them. Like, let's say if you have to go to the grocery store or something, you have to, we have to take responsibility and say, okay, well, I'll walk with you, I'll go with you, you know, and just look out for each other because if, if no one got us, we got us, and that's how I feel. It's like, okay, so there's a lot of organizations going on right now that's, you know, like hate is a virus. Like, there's you guys, Jackfruit. There's a bunch of different organizations that are fighting this by raising awareness, and I think we need to continue that. I think yeah. we need to get to a point where the government or whoever has no choice but to file like a law basically saying if you do this against Asian people, you're getting arrested. That's, I think that's like the best solution where it becomes implemented in US law where it's like, you can't do this. And yeah. so then we have to just fight for our rights. Like let's just build our platforms where we can't be silenced because like, I'll tell you this, I have a lot of friends here in Atlanta that don't even know any of this is going on. Like I just talked to a friend of mine from college and he was like, bro, I, <laughs> he was like, I didn't even know. I thought it was just jokes. I thought it was just, you guys were just dealing with jokes. You know, and this, he's not the first person to say that, but it's almost like we're so silenced and so like under the radar that a lot of people don't even know what we're going through right now. How come he doesn't know uh, what's going on right now? Is there? He's probably playing Netflix or something <laughs> or watching, playing video games, right? Well, I think it's okay. When we look at social media, we're seeing stuff from our friend groups. We're seeing stuff from people we want to follow. So mm -hmm. if our friends that aren't Asian are not following a lot of Asian groups or Asian, you know, Asian media, they just aren't, I'm not saying that they're like assholes. I'm just saying they're just, you know, there's just, they just don't know, you know? Your friend, what, like, what ethnicity is he? You say what? What ethnicity is your friend? Uh, he's black. Okay, so he probably follows like other black accounts. Yeah, and, and I tell him, I was like, bro, if you look at, like, I won't name any names, but like a lot of those like, Okay, I'll name some names. Like Shade Room. <laughs> like, all those, like all those fucking ball alert. I see them saying terrible things about Asian people, but these they say nothing when it happens to us. And so that's when I know there's an agenda. And it's like these people are very ignorant towards us. And so that's the issue. Mainstream media is not covering our experiences, you know? I think I think uh, right now people just need to continue speaking up exposing these people and, and really talking about all these races that are creating these troll accounts and and really attacking people and we need to use the power of our voice that's one thing that we can do is that people forget how powerful our voice is we've we've called out and exposed so many people that we've gotten messages daily like thank you for what you guys do and thank you for for doing this and that and it's it, we want to empower people to say to start using their platforms as well like we get messages daily and and people even people have reached out and they said wow i didn't know all of this was going on i'm i'm an asian or i'm a white caucasian lady and i'm married to an asian but now i've seen all these posts and i now understand it and i want to teach my son this so that when he grows up he understands and knows what he needs to do to go throughout life and not have to like deal with these issues that we're doing today so no for sure yeah i think i think what you just said was really valid because i guess like groups like you asians never die next year it's needed because if you guys don't talk about it no one will ever know like you said it, it doesn't always have to be like violence or, or fighting hate with hate it's not that's not the answer it's, it's really just like you said expose what's going on Great. and let people know and just you know let, let the rest you know and so, um, you know, tying into, you know, what we just talked about, um, I think just people are just not educated about, you know, Asians and, um, you know, just the, Ameri the, the, the history about Asians. So the question here is like, what, what is, why is there like a lack of Asian American history or studies in, you know, the U.S. in the educational system? I think that really is an issue that needs to be fixed. 
You know, like if you ever remember like AP history or US history, we learned every single president, but we've learned nothing about the Chinese Exclusion Act, the Chinatown massacres, you know, the internment camps, anything, anything about our history, you know, which, what we contributed to this country. We don't know about like the Filipinos that fought for like for civil rights. We don't know about anything. Like everything that we know now, because we're like, I guess, more into our own roots and our, our history. Like we, we've had to learn that as adults, but it's not implemented as, as teenagers. So like, I think, um, you know, I took American history in, um, I think high school and college, but it, like, you, you know, in, in high school, they teach it like very minute. It's very small, like the Pearl Harbor, you know, Japanese internment camps. It's not much, you know, like the uh, Chinese, the railroad, you know, it's very, very small, you know, they don't really go in depth in like what we contributed to the American history. Right. And they don't, they don't explain how the emasculated Asian men as well. Like the first, you know, like, um, which again came from fear. It's like, if you guys remember when Asian people first came into this country, we were only allowed to do like quote unquote women's work, the laundromats, you know what I'm saying? That's why there's so many Asian laundromats and shit. Like, you know, we were forced to do like stuff we want to do. I think there was also a fear of us taking white women as well. So it's a lot of stuff that is never covered that like you can, I mean, you can look up yourself, but it's better for it to be in a book so that like, kids that are impressionable can can study it instead they're you know they're learning from their parents to hate us like i, I remember seeing a, a video from your, you guys that you posted it was like this young dude like spewing so much hate about asian people and his parents just laughing in the background like this is the world that we live in you know it's like why don't you teach your kids to be nice to everyone and and you know treat everyone the same way you want to be treated and so i, I do also want to add one more point about the education thing before i forget so Comedian Joe Wong actually started a petition on uh, change.org, which is to instill Asian American history in U.S. history schools. Yeah, I think um, we should definitely look into that as well as, as a community to, like, you know, support yeah. that. Send me the link. I'll, I'm going to blast that. For sure. Yeah, for sure. So right now, with all these uh, rising attacks, I think there's more than 1,500 documented attacks and crimes against Asians right now in the United States. What are some things that we can do to really, like, self-defense? and not let these people attack us. I think we uh, we do need to up our self-defense game for sure. I think that Asian people that can fight should, <laughs> you know, just to set an example, it's, it always warms my heart when I see a motherfucker getting popped, like getting dropped because like an Asian dude whooped them, whooped them. You know what I mean? It makes me feel really good inside. But I also believe that if you, if you don't know how to fight, just carry mace, carry pepper spray, and just also watch yourself too. Like, you know, make sure to know your surroundings and if possible, get away from a hostile situation so that you can protect yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think it's very smart now to, to walk in groups so that people don't, because the thing about people and like bullies and stuff like that, like they prey on the scared. So I want, I want people to not walk with fear. I want, I want Asian people to walk knowing that we're going to be okay. You know what I'm saying? Walk with assertion, yeah. walk with, you know, being firm about, you know, who you are, be proud of who you are. Damn, I think we've got a lot of good stuff today, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. I really, you know, that, we had some really great stuff with you today. Really, really, really appreciate your time and, um, you know, taking the time to hang out with us and covering this and, you know. Make sure you guys check out Alan on YouTube, Instagram. Plug your, 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 uh, all of your sets, Alan. Yeah, so um, my Instagram and my Twitter is at Alan Z Music. That's A-L-A-N-Z Music. And you can find all my music, and YouTube is youtube.com slash Alan Z Music as well. And you can find all my music on all streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, Pandora, under Alan Z. That's A-L-A-N-Z. And uh, yeah. I what's up, dog? Thank you for tuning in to The Slice. 